Welcome to Top to Bottom, where we cover everything from growing up brown and being a mother to foodie culture and the gay agenda. I'm Maya Jeffers. And I'm Brenda Morgan. My mind is like crashing. It's crashing? Yes. That doesn't sound healthy. I um, started um, my new position on Monday. And I also... Yeah, and I also started school last Wednesday, so I have, like, so much information in my brain that I'm kind of, like, short-circuiting, you know? (laughs) Damn, well, that's awesome. I mean, school is very trendy this fall. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. My younger brother started also on the 18th, so back to school season it is. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, are you guys at the same school or different schools? Um, We're both at the Spokane Community Colleges, but I'm at the Falls, and he's just at the Spokane Community College. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool. So, so. Speaking of fall trends, I uh, ran into the most autumn white girl <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. I thought for sure, I was like, she's got to be dressed up on purpose for some bet that she lost hard. But no, no, I caught her conversation on her phone as she was walking by and she's like, yeah, I just got these like really cute boots and like they go with everything I have in my wardrobe. Is that how she sounded? (laughs) I mean, that's how she sounded to me, but whatever. That's funny. I do that voice and Jess hates when I do that voice. She goes, oh, please stop. I'm like, why? I mean, I was just going to Starbucks for my pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> Extra pumpkin, not so much spice. <laughs> I do have to say, though, right now they have a um, cold brew with, like, cold pumpkin foam, and that is money. See, I love their cold brew cold foam, but I just want a straight caramel everything extra caramel with caramel on it they do have the best caramel i think it's it well here's the difference the caramel flavoring versus the caramel syrup okay like the caramel sauce that you get like on a frappuccino there that i asked for that in the cold brew cold foam cold cup cold heart (laughs) coffee yes that's what i like i'll get it um like, I'll go in. You know how they make those, like, puppuccinos where you can get a cup of whipped cream with um, just for the dog? I'll order that for myself, but add, tell them to add caramel and then eat it. So nice. that is something nice. that I am not ashamed to admit. Very good. Well, see, that's totally fine because we're all puppies deep down inside. We all are. Or something like that. So were her boots, were they Uggs? <laughs> I just have a feeling. Oh, <laughs> They were the ugliest Uggs of all the Uggs. They were the boots with the fur. Yes. And not in the, I don't think there's any actual classy way of having boots with fur, but unless you're Russian, maybe. (laughs) That might be a stereotype. Oh, shit. Well, there I go, offending people. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, I... Unless, like, they're, like, winter boots, but still. I mean, you know, like, they have make some Sorrells with, you know, some fur, but they're mainly inside the boot, right? <laughs> Not outside the boot. Right. I think I think that's supposed to be the purpose, is that the fur is on the inside. To keep your feet warm. Right. I mean, that's 
I think maybe at one point some Russian dog sled herder was in his boots with the fur on the inside and they got so worn out that the fur started coming out and some Russian lady was like, you, oh, that's boot is very nice. That's a horrible Russian accent. <laughs> that was so fucking German. It hurt, actually. But that's, I mean, I can see that right now. Her name was probably Olga. She liked uh, Peter's boots. So, um, but listen, I... Did you name him Peter? I named him Peter. Wow. Not Russian? No, um, I mean, I'm going to go with no on that. Well, I don't know a lot of Russians, but I do know a Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I think Peter is more common than Russians are. It's probably true. Um, but I, ha- I have to say, I don't like the girl's voice on the phone that you were talking about, but I do love me a, a good pair of Uggs. See, I have a pair of Uggs that are actually they're not Uggs they are bear paws but they look exactly like Uggs and they're they come up a little bit higher on my calf and they are super comfortable they keep my feet warm I have a very hard time wearing them in public because of like the stereotype that Uggs have now with you know the north face and the leggings Oh, yeah. Here's the problem, but it's so fucking comfortable. And I actually do think it's cute. I just think that it's, like, overdone, which really sucks, especially when you're, like, out in public and you see a gaggle of girls in the exact same outfit. Yeah, I mean, I saw the meme that said uh, Han Solo season is here. (laughs) And it's so true because they've got the uh, dark brown, you know, sleeveless, feather-lined vest with the white shirt underneath and the khaki-colored leggings and the motherfucking Uggs. It's so true. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Yeah, it's that's fair. Um, and they're so expensive. I mean, I probably would have more pairs of them, but, you know, $150 is hard to drop sometimes. But, I mean, they, they don't wear out. I mean, you pay for what you get, like Birkenstocks. I like Birkenstocks, in my opinion, which are also very white, especially when you put them on with a pair of socks. Oh, oh, please don't get me started <laughs> with socks and sandals. I That will make me almost as nauseous as having you talk about eating mayo. Oof, yes, girl. And for all of our listeners out there, we are not racist. Our fiancé and girlfriend are white. <laughs> So. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. We we have that uh, semi used card over here. Let me just whip that guy out. Our children are half white. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that qualifies us. <laughs> we may be brown, but we are not down <laughs> with the sickness of racism. Really. Um, <laughs> no, I cannot stand seeing anyone, especially the dads with the socks and sandals situation or oh my god heaven forbid crocs (laughs) with socks i don't care if it rhymes it's not okay (laughs) crocs are so in right now you see the kids that they like bedazzle their crocs um no kid of mine will ever be friends with a child with bedazzled motherfucking Crocs. Put them away. Yep, it's a thing right now, Brenda. Um, no, that's all. It's just no. There's just no. There's not even an argument on my end. It's just a hard no. Hard no. Uh, well, the next time you see it, you're gonna be like, damn. Well, I'm only sure that that's never gonna happen. And also, I'm. 100% positive that whoever created Crocs is sitting somewhere in his mansion because he's 
filtering in millions upon millions of dollars over these dads and bedazzled children. It's so crazy. It's, it's just like, it's foam. It's just foam with some holes. Listen, I have got holy attire here at home and I'm not allowed to wear them in public, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe they've got the holes in the wrong places. Um, so back on the fall topic, um, I think I had told you, Jess told me that I had to wait until September 23rd to start decorating for fall, you know, pumpkins and cinnamon and all of that good stuff because the first day of fall was on the 23rd. Okay. Last Friday, Oliver and I started decorating our front yard um, and not just with pumpkins. We decided that we were going to do cobwebs and spiders and we hung our ghosts and it's now officially Halloween in our house. See, and I'm totally somewhat okay with that, actually. Halloween is a different a different type of holiday to decorate early for. Now, I had my boss ask me if we could start decorating for Christmas, and I'm going to go with no on that. <laughs> Someone at my work today actually said the same thing. I was like, it's not time for Christmas. It's like, it's fall. We're here. And she goes, don't you dare. I'm like, listen, I'm all for Christmas. I love all of the holidays, but we have to, you know, can we get through Halloween and Thanksgiving first, and then I'm all for putting up the Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. I'm all for it. Absolutely. I same here. Like I love the holidays. It's great. You want to decorate for all of them? Absolutely. I remember being just like the giddiest little schoolgirl every time my mom would say, "You want to go get the big Tupperware with the whatever holiday decorations?" Mm-hmm. And, Hell yeah! I want to put those window clings up. I want to put the shit on the outside of my front door. Uh, replace the the mat outside the door. I mean, all out. So I have no problem decorating for holidays, but good God, one at a motherfucking time. One at a time. You know, my dad told me, he said, you can't appreciate one season without the other, which, you know, really, I, I mean, it re- was a beautiful saying. He hasn't said a lot of smart things in his life, but that was the one smart thing he did say. <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone's like, oh, I hate summer. It's too hot. Or I hate winters. It's, you know, too cold and it snows. But you wouldn't appreciate if you're if you hate winter, you wouldn't even appreciate summer if you didn't have winter. Um, And if you are one of those people that you know think you would, then you got to move to Arizona or Texas or somewhere where you don't have the snow because you're in the PNW. We have a true four, you know, all four seasons. And not a lot of pieces has has that. So if you're going to fucking whine that the leaves are starting to fall and the temperature's dropping. You got to figure out a game plan, a five-year plan to move the fuck out of here because I'm tired of hearing you whine. <laughs> See, I I like all four seasons. I just, there's a certain point at the tail end of whatever season it is that I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the next one now, especially when it comes to fall. I love me some sweaty, sweaty? Oh, see, that would be summer. <laughs> I like me some sweater weather. Me too. I love it. And there's some really cute stuff this year as far as like fashion goes for hoodies. Yes, I'm all about hoodies. They make, I mean, if it's cold, they keep you warm. If you're feeling depressed, they keep you hidden, you know? 
<laughs> options. Yeah, especially when you do the cinch all the way on the hood and just your little beady nose sticks out and you're like, hey, motherfuckers, I'm depressed. Yeah, seasonal depression, man. It's real. I need to get myself one of those lights. Those lights that shine at my face. And put it inside the hoodie. Now it's a fort. How ironic. Fall is my favorite season of all the seasons, yet seasonal depression hits, right? And you're like, oh, god damn it. Absolutely. I, I got to talk to my therapist about that one. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to put mine on speed <laughs> dial um, once I get one. But <laughs> as far as like all the things that are trending that are like, oh, fall's here. That means we should get this out or that out or whatever that is considered normal. Have you ever had something that people are like, oh, God, I can't wait for uh, to open the the new string cheese because it's fall like something that's completely not correlated to what you would normally hear for a seasonal trend um i don't think so like you you know oh are we gonna make a turkey because it's thanksgiving and someone's like oh i'm going to make cheeseburgers like that (laughs) exactly yeah like something that you're like i mean you can make cheeseburgers anytime why is it special for fall or why is it special for whatever? Yeah, you know? no, nothing that I can think of. Um, well, this is kind of fast forwarding, but someone talked about like popcorn on the Christmas tree. And I know that people do that, but that's not something that I've ever actually done. Um, sorry, going past fall here, but um, I'm thinking about fall and I can't think of anything that comes to mind. How about you? Um, I had somebody say, Oh, okay. So now, now that it's fall, now we can start making chili. Oh, which, if you think about it, yeah, sure, like a warmer thing for a colder season, right? I get that. But why the fuck couldn't you make chili the rest of the year? That's true. I love chili, and I love to make homemade chili. I almost entered a chili cook-off this year, but they canceled it, which really sucked because I definitely would have won. But now we'll never know, will we? I have seen a lot of people posting about, oh, soup, like pictures of their bowls of soup. It's fall. I can make soup now, you know? Um, I've been making soup all year long, but I do understand the connotation. Oh, it's gone from 90 to you know, 65. So it's time to make chili. But I mean, I get that when it's cold outside, you want something to warm you up and vice versa. When it's hot outside, you want beer. Or I mean, maybe I just want beer all year long. But listen, what I'm saying is I don't understand why all of a sudden there's this huge influx of fucking pictures of soup on Instagram and Facebook and all this shit. Why? Like, I don't get it. I just don't understand why there's this huge like incline and all this shit besides obvious like oh I know what this is. This is like poser syndrome or imposter syndrome. You know, people whine all winter long about like they can't wait for summer and then summer's here and then they used to whine about how it's gonna start getting cold. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, right, it gets cold and they're so excited to post some pictures on uh, Facebook and Instagram about their soup and their new Uggs and their new sweaters. See, I'm I'm seeing something here. Like, I don't, do you know what I'm trying to get at here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's more popular than it is sensible. Yes, yes, yes. That makes sense to me. And I mean, think about it. Summer cookouts all year, people are putting chili on their hot dogs. Fools. Right. That's what I don't get. I'm like, bitch, I saw you cook chili two months ago in fucking 102 degree weather when you were bitching about how fucking hot it was outside. And you're like, oh my God, the chili burned my lips. Hashtag do it for the gram. <laughs> so I do- <laughs> Oh Lord. So I totally get this whole poser syndrome. And I think 
pumpkin spice falls so gently into that with the largest, rumpiest pumpkin you've ever seen. I hate pumpkin spice. <laughs> pumpkin spice anything? I mean, pretty much. Oh, well, okay. Time out. I like pumpkin pie, which if you are a avid pumpkin pie eater, this has nothing to do with lesbians, is it actually doesn't have a pumpkin spice. It's called nutmeg, motherfuckers. <laughs> so I don't understand why they call it pumpkin uh, spice. It's pumpkin flavor or it's nutmeg. Or if you put them both together, it's pumpkin and nutmeg. There is no pumpkin Right, pumpkin, spice. nutmeg, cinnamon. Yeah, for sure. Marketing, man. Marketing gets you every time because if someone was like, come into Starbucks and get a pumpkin flavored latte, you know, it doesn't sound as great as, hey, come into Starbucks and try this pumpkin spice latte. It's like, ooh, I'm trying to get spicy with my pumpkin, right? Oh, yeah. See, I just, I mean, I, I get it. So, you're usually the one that pulls out the research and the nerd glasses, and now it is my turn. My glasses are on. My nerd has been obtained. I don't know if that's the word. I'm not nerd <laughs> Initiated. Enough. Initiated, yeah. Ah, uh, whatever. But did you know, since the seasonal latte, the pumpkin spice of the Starbucks, was introduced, mind you, it was 13 years ago, Starbucks has made $100 million dollars. I mean, I wow. would love to throw cinnamon, nutmeg, and a fucking pumpkin into a goddamn coffee and get a hundred mil. Okay, a hundred million dollars just on pumpkin spice lattes? Just on pumpkin spice. Okay, and how much do you think one of those is? Like five dollars probably on average? Yeah, or fifteen hundred dollars probably is what it feels like to me. I was gonna say that that's not a lot of money for 13 years, but I guess it is when they only are selling them for like three months out of like three months out of a year. Right. That's what yeah, I'm saying is crazy. it's only seasonal. And even with it being seasonal, they've raked in that money. I mean, it is, I mean, people wait for that. If, that, if people hate fall, that is one thing that they will wait for is to go to Starbucks, excuse me, and order a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. I mean, overall, apparently the pumpkin spice products have generated over 500 million in annual sales. I mean, I buy pump, I like, I love uh, pumpkin scented candles. It de- I mean, it can't be too sweet or too cinnamony. I mean, I have to, it has to be like the right kind, but if they put out like some kind of pumpkin scented candle, I'll probably smell it and I'll probably end up buying it as long as it doesn't smell, you know, if like it's too sweet or too strong, I won't buy it, but I have one burning downstairs as we speak. See, and that's totally fine. As long, I agree with you. As long as they're not too pungent in one particular ingredient, because let me reiterate, pumpkin spice is not real. I was Santa Claus and look how much money he's... <laughs> okay, listen, that guy showed up at my house one time, okay, motherfucker? <laughs> he is real. Hello, we are here to tell you that Santa Claus is real, pumpkin spice is not. <laughs> Ah, correct. And that concludes our entire podcast. That's funny. Um, I do have to say, though, fall is where the lesbians really thrive. <laughs> Can you get on board with that? Um, yeah. Can we talk about flannel? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Hoodies, flannels, some, you know, this is what I'm just picturing right now. 
some black jeans, probably with a couple of rips in them. They don't have to be black. They could be denim, you know, a couple of rips. And I don't know, whatever cool shoes are in at the moment, Vans, Chucks, maybe Oxygen style. But flannels is like our, um, it's, it's our national uniform, you know? <laughs> our national <laughs> uniform. I'm out here walking the streets going, is she gay or is she trendy? Hey. Uh, it's true. I mean, I have multiple pieces of flannel. Um, Heather, uh, I'm going to call out. She has n- does not own one piece. One piece of flannel. I mean, let's talk about how how lesbian is she? Because listen, I feel like this is like a, a rite of passage. I mean, granted, I have one true piece of flannel. Right. Like a shirt, like a button down flannel. I have a like a jacket, a down jacket that's flannel on the outside, and I have other semi flannelly shirts. But you gotta have the one flannel in order to get your golden to get your card trophy of lesbianism. Absolutely, I, I mean, I carry around a trophy. I my throw away my. Card. Um, she also speaking of you know tokens of lesbianism, carabiners. I feel like. At- Every lesbian I've ever met has a carabiner, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm looking at my keys going, ah, Yep. Um, so Heather also never had a carabiner, uh, but her girlfriend bought her one, I think, in Vegas when she was there last week and brought it home for her. So Heather's halfway there. Sorry for calling you out, girl. You know you're my bestie, but she's halfway there now. <laughs> I absolutely love her, and I'm so glad that we're on this journey to make her a real lesbian. I know. Soon. I'm just thinking about how many baby gays are going to be listening and just thinking, oh, that's what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to go buy flannel. That'll make me really gay. Yeah, no, that's not That's not quite how it is. I mean, go, go buy yourself a pumpkin spice. You'll fit into a group eventually. You'll find a lesbian in there. She's probably carving a Oh god, yeah, pumpkin spice. She's wearing flannel, drinking pumpkin spice, and that's when she's like, "Okay, either I'm nice to these people, and they're gonna think I'm hitting on them, or I'm hitting on them and think I'm just being nice to them." It's that weird thing with you know girls. Are you just trying to be nice to me, or are you hitting on me? Oh yeah, (laughs) half the time I'm like, "Oh, this bitch is totally hitting on me," and then she's like, "This is my boyfriend," and I was just telling him about how best of friends we are. friend zone i mean hey nice to meet you peter he is the pumpkin eater oh oh my gosh last halloween um jess and i so halloween like i told you oliver and i were getting ready for this and i i just can't even with how i love to dress up and oh just like i love the scary movies and i just love every part of halloween um last year i painted my face like a pumpkin and Jessica was Peter Peter pumpkin eater. Oh my god. I <laughs> love that so much right now. We uh put Peter Peter on her shirt and then we went and bought some um like orange paint and I took a hot glue gun and made like dribbles that kind of looked like like you know. Oh, I know. Wetness, wetness all over her shirt pumpkin and juice. I bought pumpkin yes, pumpkin juice and I bought pumpkin seeds and hot glued them onto her shirt. And so her shirt, her collar was just a mess and she wore like a farmer's hat and I was the pumpkin. That's I see I'm in I'm okay with that. I 100% approve this message. Maya for president. Maya, but fucking A. I may not be old enough. I may not be wide enough, but vote me in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know, speaking of carving pumpkins, did you know that 
people used to actually carve potatoes and turnips. I feel like I've heard that before. Was it something of like money? Was it like a lack of pumpkin money or? No, it actually wasn't until Irish immigrants arrived in America and discovered the pumpkin that we started carving pumpkins. We, like I'm Irish. Good God. (laughs) I am Irish. See, I'm not. I, I was actually asked a long time ago if I was Irish. And this is at the point where my hair is like jet black because I... I was at that point in my life and <laughs> someone's like, are you Irish? And I'm like, well, motherfucker, did my gingery fiery crotch give it away? Like, what the hell? No, I'm not Irish. Like, look at me. Oh, well, you know, there is the uh, black Irish. Oh my God. Really? We're going to go there. Yeah. They've got dark hair and dark complexion and they're Irish. And I'm like, Oh, you're fucking messed up. Is what you are. I'm Mexican. <laughs> I'm Mexican. Um, no, I really am. I did one of those, uh, 23 and me's. Oh, see, I want to do that. Yeah, you should. Um, and the reason I took it is Jess took, or no, Jess bought the test, right? And she was trying to convince me that she was black. Like she has some kind of Negro in her. And I'm like, <laughs> there may have been black in you. But not genetically. <laughs> so anyways, I was like, well, I bet you if you're black that I'm Irish. And she was like, well, fine, take the test. I won't take it. You take it. Um, have you ever taken one of the, Oh, you know, you just said you want to. You have to spit. Like, you have to fill a vial of your spit right. up and then send it in. Um, anyway, so I took the test and I got the results back. And I already knew that, obviously, my mom's white, my dad's black, and I'm also Native on my mom's side. So I knew that I'm like 16% or a quarter, a quarter Native because I'm enrolled. I get all the benefits and all that. Um, but so I, the test came back and I'm mostly white and it breaks down to like British and Irish, um, and something else. And then I am the second half most black and it breaks it all down. It's super cool. I can see like what part of like North African, West African, whatever, what parts of Kenya I'm from or my ancestors. And then it shows the native. Mm-hmm. And I am also a little Asian. So, fun facts for you guys. Wow. See, I would love to take one of those. I'm also very nervous about it because it is, I mean, I've done my research on all the DNA collecting, whatever, the ancestry, the 23andMe, everything from like your ancestry to your to your genetic disposition, to your, I mean, all facets of those tests and which one you should take for what and how it's reported, how it's stored, all of that stuff. And I'm like, it is super intriguing to me and I would love to take it. I'm also so fucking mortified. I don't want like a random family member popping up and being like, Hey, I'm your sister. I mean, but wouldn't you rather, it is terrifying because the unknown is really, is what's more scary, you know, than the, than knowing. Um, but I, I, wouldn't you rather know? I, uh, see, okay. (laughs) Little sidetrack to our little fall trends number here. You're about to learn a lot about me. So I had, I want to say it was last year. I'm pretty sure it was last year. Um, I've known that I've had a half sister that's older than me for since I can remember. My mom always told me, hey, just so you know, these are pictures of when you guys were little. My dad had his own situation going on and, you know, whatever. And 
so I, I, I knew this information. And at one point in my life, I was like, I, I really want to know. I want to know who she is. I want to find her. So I set out to find every connection to my biological father's family to try to find her. And then I just, eventually I just gave up because I, I got nowhere. And that's what led me to do like the research of all the ancestry and what tests could I do to put my information out there? And maybe she's done the same thing and somehow they'll connect. So last year sometime, I get a phone call from my dad and he's very quiet on the phone. And I thought, okay, what are you calling me for this time? And he said, um, are you at home? I'm like, yeah, I'm at home. And he goes, well, why don't you, why don't you sit down? I just need to tell you something. I was like, oh, great, whatever. And I, I have a half sister. That's my little sister, Barbara. I absolutely adore her. She's incredible, super talented. So I thought he was just gonna, I don't know, give me some information that wouldn't like, oh, I made a lasagna all by myself today. And I really wanted you to know like <laughs> something that wouldn't, wouldn't be important to me. And he said, uh, you know, you have a half sister. Her name is Karina. And I said, yeah, so? And he goes, well, I found her and we're going to be meeting her in Mexico later this year. And I kid you not, I about shat myself. After all that time of me trying to figure it out and ask him questions and all this stuff. And I, all I could say was, well, how long have you known? And he's like, well, I just got absolute confirmation that this is her just a couple of weeks ago but I've known where she's lived since she was born. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Tell me about it. So I was at, at, at that immediate anger definitely came up. And then I thought, you know what? Doesn't matter. That's out of my control. I got to just leave it where it is and move on. Right. So I'm mm -hmm. super excited. I connected with her. I started talking with her. She shared pictures of herself and her husband and her girls, beautiful family. We're definitely related to our father. We all have the same attributes, facial features, uh, the, the same mannerisms, kind of the same inflection in our voices. Um, so it was kind of cool to see that. And I haven't talked to her since. So it was just one of those like, oh my God, I've been waiting for this my whole life. And then it was nothing I was ever interested in. Yeah. And I thought, what if I had never known? Would it have changed anything? No. I wasn't like pining for a sister. Right. So I don't know. It's kind of a twofold. I would love to know the genetic piece of it. I'm afraid to know what would come on the other side of the ancestry reporting of it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I did mine and had a lot of cousins come back, um, you know, and it shows you like what generation and how far off they are. Um, but I had a lot of cousins come back. Heather, on the other hand, <clears throat> met, well, she knew she was adopted. And um, she found her sister through Ancestry.com or 23andMe. I'm not sure. But she found her sister. She lives in Oklahoma. They're really close in age. Um, her name is Olivia. She came to Spokane um, just a couple of months ago and we got to meet her. She came over, stayed the night, we did dinner, we went out to karaoke and she is one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met. Like just think about Heather and then just like put that into a sister form. You know, she's phenomenal. Um, have you he heard Heather sing? Oh yeah. We, we were at the uh, karaoke bar, remember? Yeah. So Olivia sings 
two and has a killer voice. They look so much alike. I mean, like you said, mannerisms, inflections, all this stuff. I mean, even this is really funny, but I was looking down at Olivia's feet and I'm like, you have the same toes as Heather. (laughs) (laughs) And they are super close now. I mean, after they found each other, Heather went down to Oklahoma to visit her. um, And it's kind of, you know, it's not my story to tell, but Olivia remembers Heather from when they were little. And so we got to like, you know, kind of talk about that and what it was like for them to be reunited. So I think that it has its benefits, but I guess you have to be willing to accept anything that comes out of it, even if the government has your information. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't care if the government has. They probably already have it. They're like, actually, you have 10 siblings and we're just waiting for you to do this damn test because we need that forty nine ninety nine. I don't know. I just, I'm in a place in my life where I'm like, cool. If you're my sibling, great. Or you're my cousin. You're my family. I mean, great. That's fine. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and spend money to find you because it's not something that I feel like I'm missing. You know, I grew up with an amazing family. My two full blooded brothers from the same set of parents. They're, they're my world. Like they're amazing. My half sister, Barbara, like I wouldn't trade her for anything. She's the sister that I don't know anyone could have, honestly. She's right. fantastic. But so I'm not missing anything. So I don't feel like, oh God, I, I really wish I could find this person because it would make my life complete. No, they're probably out there with those goddamn bedazzled crocs. <laughs> yeah, leave it be. <laughs> yeah. Let it be there. Let them wear their socks with their sandals and move on. Oh my gosh. Well, a little bit of tangent there off of our topic of fall, but. <laughs> okay. So tell me, tell me what your fall traditions are besides decorating for Halloween in September. Um. Yeah, we do love to throw fake blood on anything that we physically can. Um. But besides that, getting ready for Halloween in September, um, I, Thanksgiving is, I know I just said how much I love Halloween, but Thanksgiving what has always been my favorite holiday growing up. Um, I don't know if a lot of people consider, I mean, Halloween is a holiday, but I think that, you know, when you think of holidays, you think of Thanksgiving and you think of Christmas, you know, like, I mean, fucking Valentine's day is a holiday, but I don't really think, I don't think it's a fucking holiday. It's a scammer holiday. It's a commercial. It's just a time for people to get more money. (laughs) hundred percent true. Uh, It should be Valentine's day every motherfucking day. Like why do you have this? uh, Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any specific traditions. I just love, 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 love Thanksgiving. I used to have Thanksgivings, you know, at my aunt's house down in Cooley Dam where I grew up and we would fill up the house full of, you know, 40 people. And I remember walking in and it was one of those where, so you know how people have those really posh and like bougie Thanksgiving dinners where they lay out this big table and there's all the decorations and everyone sits down, they eat and then they get up and then the table's cleaned and you're done. Um, our Thanksgivings weren't like that. It was more of um, we the food was all laid out in the kitchen and on like the, the island and everyone would show up a couple hours early they would all kind of mingle the football was on uh, we would snap on like you know the veggie trays or cookies if you so wish and then a couple hours into that the turkey would be done and then everyone would eat you know the main dishes and then it would sit out for about a couple of hours and everyone would kind of go back and get seconds and thirds and it was more of just kind of like this mingling fashion rather than sitting down and eating your meal and being done 
it wasn't like a proper dinner where, you know, the Queen of England shows up with a fucking Grey Poupon and spreads it on your toast. Exactly. And I love that. I mean, like, I think it's beautiful the way, how much time people put into this, like, into uh, the decor. And I mean, I do love that. But, and I, like last year, I kind of did that. I set the table and we ate and we got done, but I also only had a few people over at my house. Um, But that is more different, I would say, at my Thanksgivings growing up than other people's that I've seen growing up is it's more of like, you show up, you watch football, you do what you want, you eat when you want, and, you know. They didn't go home when you want. Yeah, see, that that's what I'm used to, is showing up to a huge amount of family members, just, again, football, the you know, all the snacks and everything laid out everywhere. Um, our biggest thing was popcorn and ice cream. Like, there would be all the different tubs of ice cream, all the different kinds of popcorn, cheddar, and white cheddar and caramel and spicy and all the all these different types of snacks and then as soon as that turkey was done you were regretting all your decisions with the snacking <laughs> because you're like fuck now I have to go throw up outside and you'd find like seven or other family members throwing up doing the same thing so it was fine then we all sat down, had the big meal, and you wanted to die because you've eaten so much because it tastes so good because everything was homemade. Everything. Right. And then there's that one family member who's like, oh, I baked a pie. Listen, Susan, you haven't touched an oven in 42 years. We know this is from Albertsons. <laughs> there's just, there's always that one. There's always that one. There's always that one. My grandma always made... um pies by scratch and I've tried I'm just not a baker like I don't know I think it's something about well one I don't have a whole lot of patience and (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to be like told what to do and when you bake you have to follow a pretty specific you know guideline and measurements to have it come out just right unless you've been doing it for years and you just kind of know right um but yeah, I don't know. I'm always like, eh, I can skip on the butter. Or, eh, it's a little too much milk. It's going to be fine. Cause when you're cooking like a dinner, you can do that. You can kind of, I'm going to add in this much more garlic, or I'm going to put in this much more amount of cheese or whatever it is. You can kind of get away with that. When you bake, you can't get away with that. If you don't have baking powder, you're not going to have the right kind of crust. You know what I mean? So, right, right. See, and I love baking. I love the whole process um, it's funny because I just I was just talking to Kaylee's mom. She was asking me about uh, how how to make dulce de leche. And do you know what that is? Um, nope. I know leche means milk. Yep. So dulce means candy. So candy made of milk, which is oh, I didn't get that. I thought you said I thought it started with the B. No, dulce. So yeah. it's it's pretty much caramel sauce. Yes, but yes, I didn't know that. It's not necessarily melted caramels because that's not the same thing. But I was talking to her about it and she said, Well, how do I how do I make this or can I just buy it in a can? And I said, No, 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 you have to make it. And she's like, Oh, I'm just gonna throw out that recipe. Which is totally fine. If you're not a baker, you're not a baker. Because making dulce de leche takes some time. And if you, it's like making candy. And if you've ever made candy, you know that you miss one little step or you cook it or boil it or bake it or fry it or whatever, just even seconds too long, it's completely toast. Like it's a whole different candy. It can go from 
almond roca or it can go from soft caramel to almond roca real quick. Yeah, caramel. I have made caramel before and that's it, yeah, just seconds and it's burnt. Yeah. And I I love the process of finding out like what what are those points where it turns into something different? I love baking, I love trying new things. I love trying to pretend like I can just like grab a handful of flour and throw it in the bowl and then I'm like, "Oh shit, that was my water." It just it, you know, it, it, there's a certain art to it, but you absolutely have to be a hundred percent ready to be patient with the process because you're right. You can't cut corners. And when you do, that's when things don't turn out right. And I mean, I've had my fair share of flat cookies and rock hard bread and it's just, it, it does, it takes time, but this is the perfect baking season. No, it really is. Everyone's making pie and bread and cookies and Banana bread, zucchini bread are my favorite. Those are two things that I can bake. I can bake the fuck out of some zucchini and banana bread, but, um, and coconut macaroons, because those are really easy. <laughs> See, now, I mean, I get that. Those are very, very easy. Same with like zucchini bread or banana bread, because those are like basic ingredients, and you can't, if you put a little too much of one or the other, it's either going to be just a little bit dry or it's going to be like really, really moist. So it's not, a bad thing either way. Yeah, it's not a you know complete strikeout. Um, I like to I can do the inside of pies really well as well. Um, like pecan pie, like pretty much can't fuck with me on that as long as like Heather comes over and makes my crust for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. I I think fall is also a great excuse for people to be like. Oh, well, you know, it's seasonal weight. I can eat whatever I want because I'm going to wear a goddamn hoodie. Mm-hmm. Fact. It, getting on that uh, extra, the, the protect yourself from the cold. Right. Oh, yeah. Hibernation is a real thing, guys. It really is. It's like, you know, the uh, the new, uh, oh, what's her name? Lizzo. It's the new song. The What are the lyrics? Why food great when I'm trying to lose weight or whatever she said, <laughs> you know. exactly yeah so i don't know i i love all this trendy stuff it's the weather's changing i'm excited it's so pretty here in lewiston when the weather changes into fall the leaves Mm -hmm. there's so many different trees here it's oh my god we live in such a pretty place stinky as hell but it's gorgeous (laughs) i agree i love when the colors start to change and uh, if you've noticed like when the sun rises and sets it's a different shade now and that is super pretty as well so if you can't appreciate that then like i said move the fuck out of here (laughs) what other uh what other fall trends are you seeing that maybe are probably shouldn't happen like uggs or fucking socks and sandals. I love socks and sandals. Just kidding. Kind of. It no. depends. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, you scared me for a minute. I almost had to delete you off my podcast. <laughs> um, beer. So you and I were pretty big beer drinkers. I don't know what you're it talking seemed, about. It's, oh, wrong, Brenda. Wrong, Brenda. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> there's the evil laugh. It seems <laughs> as if people like start to swap out. This isn't anything bad. It's just people swap out their, um, you know, their heffies and their IPAs um, for darker beers, right? People go over um, to porters and drinks as such. I think that they can be drank all year long, just like chili can be made all year long. Exactly. But uh, 
it's that time of year where you can, you know, you walk down the beer aisle and now you're seeing a lot of dark beers and a lot of pumpkin beers or a lot Gross. of, you know, and ciders or even ciders are, have, I think have been very popular. I think they've boomed over the last few years. Um, but yeah, you're seeing a lot more of those too. And I know you don't like ciders. You know, the only way I like a cider is in a very, very hoppy IPA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it kind of, it kind of levels it out. Even a, like a sour, a sour mm. cider or I a love sour sours. beer, even if you combine it with a really hoppy or a really bitter IPA, it kind of brings that bitterness down. And it's like a mixed drink with a little beer and a little bit of happiness. Oh, yeah. See, I can get on board with that. I like all kind of, you know, people go, what, what kind of beer are you looking for? I'm like, I don't really care. I like all beer. Like, what do you like? Hoppy? Do you like? I'm like, I literally like all of all of them. <laughs> See, I don't like super hot. Well, OK, that's a lie. I don't like bitter. I mean, nobody really likes bitter. I, there's probably one guy like, oh, yeah, I like bitter beer. Um, yeah, that's why you're single, Peter, and still living in your mom's basement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that goes for anything. Like, I like IPAs, I like porters, I like stouts, I like, you know, I like pills and pilsners, but I'm sure there are beers that fall under those varieties that I don't like. Like, at the Beer Fest last weekend, I had an IPA, and to me, it tasted like an armpit. Like, it just licked somebody's armpit, and I was not on board oh, with that. Oh, God, that's and I gave awful. It to another yeah, it was so bad. And I go to another friend who likes IPs and she thought it tasted great. So I don't know. Yeah. See, I think there's a lot of new uh, fall flavors uh, as far as beer goes. I'm not, I don't want pumpkin in my beer. I don't want it next to my beer at the store. If, if my favorite beer is next to a pumpkin beer, well, we're in a fight until spring because I just can't, I just can't do it. Yeah. It has to be the right one. Um, just, I had a peanut peanut butter porter last weekend that was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, that does not sound good at all. <laughs> I yeah no, but there is there are a lot of like brew fests and a lot of beer events in the fall, which is great. However, beer should always be cold, and now it's also cold outside. So guess what I'm doing? I'm freezing my tits off. Because I only have one lesbian layer of flannel on, and it's just not enough to sustain me through all these beer festivals. Oh, well, you got to get some more. Um, speaking of beer festivals, Oktoberfest is coming around, and let me talk, tell you what, beer in Wiener Schnitzel has my whole heart. Oh, well, there you go. I, I, I'm assuming that has something to do with sauerkraut again. Have you never had a Wiener Schnitzel? Nope. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So it's German, obviously. Um, I have a very special love for German food. I used to work at this bar here in Spokane, and um, every October we would have to dress up in you know the little Lederhosen's, and we would do German food and German music, and you know the whole place just became Oktoberfest for two weekends in a row. Uh, but that's where I first had German food, and it's like. It's not sauerkraut, it's purple cabbage, and it's, like, cooked in vinegar. So it kind of becomes like a sauerkraut, but it's way better. Um, and then um, German potato salad, which is, like, onions, bacon, vinegar, potatoes, and it's cooked and it's served warm. And then Wiener schnitzel. So um, my homework for you is to try some German food this fall. See, that sounded fucking delicious. I, everyone's going to be like, uh, you're disgusting. When my mom makes potato salad, she will cook the potatoes, put it all together, 
throw it, you know, with all the ingredients and then put it in the fridge to chill so that we can eat it later. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, hell no. I serve me a bowl of hot potato salad and it tastes so good to me. Yeah, I would eat it too. So I can totally get behind that. Yeah, it's so good. So good. Love it. Um, There's a German place here in Spokane, but I've never been. So now that it's, you know, this time of year, I'm going to try to get some, some, some German food somewhere. I've never been to um, an Oktoberfest. I actually have not been to one. Uh, I want to go so bad. What do I? I think it would be so much fun. Uh, we were there, or maybe we passed by, or I don't know where the hell we were. We probably weren't anywhere near it. But um, I saw, like, everyone dressed up in all these, like, traditional, like, actual traditional German outfits. and I And it was a big group. And I'm thinking, oh, God, that would be so much fun. And I think we were just driving through. I don't know if it was Leavenworth or not, but that looks like so much fun to me. Yeah. And the town's super cute. I mean, I've only seen pictures. Um, I've never been to, I've never actually been to Leavenworth either, but I think it'd be fun, especially this time of year. So, yeah, I've been to Leavenworth during, uh, it was cold. It was kind of rainy and it was beautiful. It's so cute out there, but I would love to go in the heart of Oktoberfest. Yes. Yeah. That'd be cool. I know that it sells out. So got to buy tickets super early. Not like the actual festival that sells out, but to get a hotel anywhere near it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, Kaylee's family lives in Wenatchee, so we could always just, you know, bunker down at her parents' house and then just drive over, which is nice. That would be super cool. Well, you hold on to your pumpkin spice. Make sure you're not wearing any bedazzled Crocs because I swear to God. I'm going to send you a picture next time I order a pumpkin spice latte. Um, I'll delete it. I don't right, even want to look fine. at it. It's going to be on Snapchat. It's going to delete itself. Boom. Okay. Well, here's, oh, you said Heather makes a uh, homemade crust. Yeah. And um, we made it with vodka last time. It makes it flakier. Okay. Well, I'm down with that. Uh, I, the next time I know last episode, you and I had talked about our little foo paws with our cooking for each other. Uh, maybe we need to make a new fall tradition and Heather can come over, make us a crust. You go get some pumpkins and I will make you from scratch pumpkin pie. I would love nothing more than that. Okay. You're in charge of making the whipped cream. Done. Okay. As long as Jessica doesn't think we're quote unquote making breakfast again, if you know what I mean. (laughs) This time I am making pie for Maya to eat. Ooh. Oh. Those are fighting words, I feel like. Jess, I love you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at top, the number two, bottom, underscore podcast, and Twitter at top, the number two again, bottom, underscore pod.